When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes. G'day, guys. We are live for the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome back to the Sunday Sesh, where we talk about all things round seven for NRL Supercoach, proudly sponsored by the Standard Squeeze and Snap Fitness, Bendigo and Epsom. I'm your host, the Supercoach Brain, and I'm joined, as always, by a good friend and co-host, the Supercoach Matrix. Matty, did you avoid the turmoil that was round seven, or did you get caught in the crossfire? Nope. I am like... Uh... Jacob Kraz's medial ligament right now. <laughs> you told me you were doing a bit of research about medial ligament. Oh, injuries. yeah. yeah. Tell me I all was, about uh, it. I was watching YouTube uh, about how to how to um, pronounce ligament, and I got it. So there we go. <laughs> I'm an expert now. How good. How good. NRL physio number 2.0, I reckon, coming in. Guys, on today's show, what we'll do is we'll talk about our pre-update scores. They're not pretty, but to be fair, not many will be scoring well this round based on what we've seen. Uh, we'll talk about all eight games in depth, all the booms, all the busts, all the talking points for NRL Supercoach in round seven. We'll talk about our trade thoughts as well moving into next week. And guys, if you are watching us live, drop a comment. Let us know, one, how you went this week. If you if you scored more than 1,100, you are an NRL Supercoach god. So please share all of are your you? tips with us. Oh, I yeah, think if this you score over eleven hundred, you've got no idea, and somehow you've come away with it this week. <laughs> that's actually a talking point for a little bit later. So that's a that's a pretty good point. But don't don't uh, don't push back the listeners. Let them brag for a little bit. Um, if anybody did well, let us know in the comments. But also let us know any questions that you have about what happened this weekend and potentially what could be happening in the future weeks, especially in round eight, because. There'll be uh, plenty happening in round eight, I think. But drop your comments throughout the show, guys, and don't rem- uh, and don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, all those good things. Uh, and if you want to go the extra mile, we would appreciate it if you leave a review. If you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere that you get your audio podcasts, and uh, tell a mate about the pod. Lastly, our ultimate, uh, our unlimited group. 
uh, is on the screen. So if you're watching us on YouTube, if you're watching us on Twitch or Facebook, it's 451840. There are only 22 spots left. 22. We're only taking the first 500. So be quick. If you are not in the unlimited group, you can go in the chance to win a Supercoach Champions ring. You can get an episode on the podcast at the end of the season with us. And uh, every single week, Matty, we're, we're giving away, courtesy of the Standard Squeeze, a combo pack. You've got your little Standard Squeeze right there, mate. So uh, very exciting. You could win one of these. Uh, how are you finding the Standard Squeeze combo pack, mate? Oh, loving it, loving it. I've got uh, some Dashman Fisher gin in it today, and um, I've been using this for my coffees in the morning and, uh, and drinks in the afternoon. This has been fantastic. Do you transfer straight from coffee straight to gin? at about midday because from what i've seen from your photos and videos in the chat over the last few days mate you've been on a about a four-day bender <laughs> i've been i've been on a, it feels like a three-week bender to be honest but um yeah look it's usually honestly it's been coffees till about nine o'clock these uh these last three days it was is a mate's wedding i'm not a full alco um <laughs> just three quarters alco yeah right. yeah exactly yeah good Good. No, no. I mean, guys, the, the standard squeeze, first of all, what we'll do is we'll, we'll hand over to the standard squeeze very quickly, uh, major po- uh, sponsor of the podcast. The standard squeeze helps you pour one standard shot at a time so you know exactly how much you're drinking without any of the guesswork. No more broken glass bottles with their food-grade quality plastic. Throw your squeeze into the esky, the back of the ute, or into your back pocket. Responsible drinking with convenience. So go on, have a squeeze at thestandardsqueeze.com and use the code MOLTON15 for 15% off at checkout. During that ad break, I spilt my four-in-one. I've got a whiskey here. And I spilt it all over myself. Because usually when we have these little ad breaks, I'm like, cool, I've got a bit of time to go and, you know, have a have a swig, have a drink. And, uh, yeah, all over me shorts. So it's a uh, happy Sunday to me. Maddie. I don't know about Happy Sunday. How'd you score? How'd you score NRL Supercoach round seven? Tell me about it. I hope updates are kind. I was feeling like it was it was at least a thousand plus. I was nine seventy two. Um, going into a few players today. Oh, sorry. I was I was seven fifty going into some players today and finished at nine seventy two. So yeah, I was seven oh two coming into five players. One of them was Jacob Caraz, and uh, we know how that finished mm. up. So hey, like. But if it's any consolation, a lot of people had Karaz. Most of the people I've played against had Karaz, and we all had to cop it. I think we've had so many good weeks with Karaz. If you have an idea, you owned Karaz. And we've lucked out this week. Um, You know what? It's a big enough injury from my research that you're not going to hold him. It's time. It's time to let him go and uh, and let him fly. And yeah, it's just the trade you need to make this week. And yeah, we can move on. We'll be fine. Yeah, you know what? I was actually thinking like I'm, I'm struggling to work out which center wing I was going to trade out because that that was basically my bailout mm-hmm. option. I've got four really strong center wings. I've got Garrett, Karaz, uh, Marju, and Holmes. And I was thinking, okay, which one's going to go? And and Val Holmes was the obvious option because the Cowboys have been stinking it up based on what we saw this weekend, but. I mean, they're playing the Knights this week. I can probably just afford to hold for another week. And it just made it really easy for me to make that decision this week with Karaz going down with what looked like a pretty bad knee injury. Uh, I, I don't know about you, NRL physio, but you, you're going to have to tell us how, <laughs> how this um, how this injury is looking. But it, it looked pretty bad, like MCL at best case and ACL at worst case to me. Yeah, he's gone. Yep. 
Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. He's not in our teams again. No expert, but from what I've looked at, it is enough that he is a trade from my team. And if you've looked, I don't want to talk too much about my trade thoughts, but if you watched last week's show, um, I'm looking at a bloke called Greg Marju. Oh yeah, where'd that come from? He's a bit of a smoky, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. Um, I've only owned him once this year and then traded him out after one week. So uh, yeah, <laughs> might, might be time he comes back. Yeah, good, good. The definition of burning two trades. But, you know, you've you got to do it. You've got to do it. And sometimes, you know, I think the best super coaches in Australia at the moment, they own their mistakes and they go, you know what? I'm going to take my licks. I'm going to I'm going to own my mistake. I traded the wrong bloke out. I'm going to bring you back in. Because at the end of the day, if you burn a trade and you bring the right bloke back into your team and he goes and averages 80 for the rest of the season, you're better off than just kind of, you know, a lot of people go, okay, I've traded him out. I can't bring this person back in now that I've traded them out. The amount of times I've done this in the past seasons, like even Teddy last year, he came good eventually. I brought him back into my team after trading him out in round three and – uh he took me to 300th overall. Like he's just <laughs> that kind of player, and I think Marju honestly could be that guy this year. So I yeah, don't although, mind although it. I was I was happy. Like I knew he was playing the Panthers. Um, not owning a mistake because I don't think it's a mistake. I did think that he would score a lot poorer than he did. I just thought that maybe Val and um, yeah Val and Karaz could have could have carried me home. I've just lost that confidence in Val maybe a little bit now. Me too, to be honest. I. I, I don't know whether I've lost the confidence in Val. We'll talk about this when we talk about the Cowboys, yeah, but yes. I think yeah. I've lost confidence in the North Queensland Cowboys and the coaching rather than lost yeah. confidence in Val as a player. But yeah, we'll um we'll talk we'll divulge into that a fair bit very, very soon. But I wanted to, Maddie, before we, we get into the actual games, have a chat with you about the popular downgrade options this week because there were there's a lot of chat floating around on Twitter, on social media in general about all of these front row forward downgrades, two RF downgrades, center wing downgrades, <laughs> looking at people yeah. where we can free up cash to either get Nico Hines or to get an upgrade at the at the 5'8 position for a Cody Walker, a Cam Munster, a Dylan Brown, whoever it be. Um, I want to go through the scores of the players that were in contention this week, because if you went with any of these guys, you'd probably be pretty disappointed. Um, so let's talk through them. Herman SASA was being talked about at the Newcastle Knights. He got 29. Harm Sele, 35. You'd be, you wouldn't be overly upset with the 35, but not exactly good either. Yeah. Um, Royce Hunt, 20. Uh, Tommy Eisenhuth, 19. Tom Ahali, 32. Uh, Gashevsky 34, Jack Johns, 27, Jack Hetherington, 18, Lindsay Smith didn't even play. He got dropped to New South Wales Cup. He got zero. Uh, Isaac Farsal Moaliawi, 20, Jared Croker, 35, Toby Couchman, looked like he didn't get off the couch, 15, uh, Hayes Dunster, 25, Sean Russell, 26, and my my personal favourite, Jalil Nockenbohr, 20. <laughs> Knock um, on ball. Yeah, so I, I don't know whether he actually caught a ball clean all uh, all afternoon. Twenty two. So I was if, I was genuinely excited about him coming in. I was genuinely excited when I was watching and I saw that he got in the starting lineup. I was like, "You beauty, this could be the thing." And then, yeah, we saw what happened, didn't we? He knocked on ball. No good. He did. Yeah, it, it was tough. Ball. 
Yeah. So, I mean, look, if you were, if you tried to free up some cash this week, you're probably caught with a little bit of a, I don't know. I, I don't know whether you call all of them a trap. I'd say maybe Jared Croker 35, you'd probably be okay living with considering he's only 279 K and he, I mean, this week he'll probably make you some coin. Uh, yeah. Jack Koshevsky, 34, not not terrible. Yeah. Tom Ali, he that. had a negative like break. Val scored 47, so. That's right. And I mean, look, I'm being pretty picky with these guys, but again, you're not picking these guys up at 240K to get 30s. You're hoping that one of them breaks out into getting you a 50 plus. And yeah. we didn't see any of that, or we didn't see the minutes really, or the opportunity for any of these guys. I mean, Sean Russell and Hayes Dunster, I thought would do better but they got 26 and 25 this afternoon against a pretty much lackluster Bulldogs team. So pretty disappointing for those two as well. I was going to touch on it a bit later, but like there was plenty of points scored by the Eels. I would have thought that, you know, one of them would have, would have bolted over and yeah, we're looking better than I was looking at the way the Bulldogs were playing and I was like, I've got Dunster. I I thought I was on one, but yeah. No luck. I mean, look, and don't get me wrong. Dunster is basement price. So at the end of the day, like you're 200 K you're, all you need is like 23 or something in your suite. So it's it's not like you're going to lose any coin. You can't. It's impossible. But <laughs> after, his, after his six last week, his break-even was 44. So there's a good chance he pro- his break-even probably will be about 40 again this week. Yeah. So, I mean, look, and at the end of the day, you're not going to lose cash. Who cares? You're picking this guy up to free up cash for the rest of your positions. And if you've made an upgrade to a – a Dylan Brown or something from a, a Dewey, you've ended up ahead anyway. So not the end of the world. Um, you've talked me off the bridge. <laughs> Good. We don't need any of that, mate. I need a co-host for this show because I'm not going solo <laughs> again, that's for sure. Let's very quickly answer some questions. I'm not sure whether there are any. Uh, <laughs> Robbie Star, toaster time. We talked him <laughs> off the toaster last week, but yeah. it's, it's another one of those weeks. Uh, mate, commiserations. It's a tough week. Bryce, 11-13. That could be, honestly, top 10% this week from what I've seen. Uh, Robbie Star scratching 900. Yep, you're with us, mate. It's all good. Um, what else have we got here? Mr. Kaleo, Warbrick and AKP. Yeah. Did you, did you have them both on your bench as well this week, Matty? If I played my bench, I think my bench averaged f- about 55 this week and the rest of my team averaged about 32. So, <laughs> Oh, it was brutal. I mean, what what did AKP get? 60, 63, yeah, 60. Warbrick oh, 65. And a, and a garbage uh, time try, which I'm okay oh. with because I own them and I'm gonna we're going to make some cash with it. They're positives. Yeah. We wanted them to score well. We I knew looking into it that you're going to get rocks and diamonds with Warbrick and AKP. You're going to get your 14s and you're going to get your 60s. You're probably going to get another 100 throughout the year. But, yeah, it's disappointing when you don't pick them, hey? And, I like, I wouldn't have picked them against the Broncos. Our, our edge defense has been good. So, Let me talk to you about a Rabbitohs bench forward named yeah. David Moali because he got 54 and teams were torn apart over the last couple of days, especially leading into the Thursday night game about trying to make sure that you covered your front row forward position. A lot of people had Stefano with Kamanu and they thought, uh, I need to make sure I've got a front row forward option here. So they've traded up to uh, Lindsay Collins or they've traded up to uh, Tom Gilbert and, and these kind of guys. But did you even need them? doesn't even look like it. Mate, just plug Davey Moali in there, the GOAT, because he got 54 this week and he honestly outscored both of my two RFs in Joseph Tarpany and Christian Welch. And I'm very bloody upset about it because – uh, I'm paying 650k for Tarpany. Didn't even but, need to by the looks of things. But 
But as Damo said, pick you up with some positives. You still own him, and he scored 54. You're now going to get some price rises. Um, it's good. Maybe you feel more confident. Actually, after his first week when he scored 40, I thought this is a guy that can plot away and get your 40s and 50s throughout the year. Let's just hope that he builds on that and becomes that guy. So, Let me tell you who should be on the podcast, Bryce, 485. Sold Karaz before this round. Mate, the bloke's what? an absolute profit. Who so whoever sold Karaz, the probably best scoring center wing, uh needs to be a messiah. We need to build a statue out outside the uh the SCG or the MCG for this bloke. Um <laughs> Damo needs some positive talk from us. Yeah, that's so what we'll, I was we'll trying do to do. We'll do our bring. best. So, Sloan. Do our best. And also, um, he better have his resume ready because he could get a run for the Dragons, coach. So, <laughs> yeah, hook. There's, there's, there's your positives for today, Damo. Enjoy. Hook has to be done, doesn't he? He's oh, got to be finished. He's hooked. He is good. Did you see? I, also, I, wrote, I, put, I posted on Twitter earlier today. Did you see that they lost an interchange before this game even started because they <laughs> yes. they mucked up their team list? They named yeah. Jacob Little to start and then started in Moses Embai. What an absolute fucking shamozzle that is. They they should have actually lost that for starting and buy instead of little for starters. Yeah, just throw out twelve players. You probably would have been in the same position, really, with yeah. with the way that they were playing because uh, they got. I mean, oh, to be fair though, they didn't actually play that bad. Twenty to fourteen, they were within a converted try of keeping this game equal. So they look, to be fair, the they looked the better team in the first well. half. They looked the, the better. Sucked. The better team in the first half. Yeah, the Raiders sucked to start. Um, yeah, they come home. The Dragons weren't fantastic in the second half, but I was impressed. I was actually thinking I should have maybe copped them a bit less slack. You know what I thought of the Dragons at the start of the year. And, yeah, maybe I'll start to look at some of their players as as I'm looking for some pods and, you know, I've got some moves to make with Karaz and stuff like that. So, Yeah, good shout. Last question, mate. Robbie Starr, why didn't you captain Mowali, Matty? Mate, hindsight, hindsight, Harry over here is fucking having a chat with us about why we didn't captain the bench forward, front row forward. Um, yeah, well, I didn't captain Moali because I had Keon Kolomatangi. That's why. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And he's, he's saucy 34. Nah, he, <laughs> he got, got an upgrade got from a, his 27 or something. Wasn't he it? did get an upgrade so, from his 27. Handy still. upgrade, needed that. Nearly got me to 1,000. So. Speaking of upgrades, Nathan Cleary, if you captain him, you were looking at probably about 60 points. How good? Yep. That was me. Yep, me too. And 41% of super coaches, Captain Nathan Cleary. Anybody who knew what they were doing, basically Captain Nathan Cleary against Newcastle this weekend. Yeah. Actually, when it, when he was rolling out that 58, I was just sitting there looking at my team. And I was like, I just need to Captain Nico every week. But, yeah. Look, if, if it was scored correctly and he did get that try assist and whatever he got the line break assist and everything as well. Um, yeah, I would have been very happy. So especially in a week like this, you know, you captain an 80, you feel like you dodged a bullet. And when you captain a 50, you're a bit down on yourself. So, Well, I captain an 80 and still got sub thousand. So need to sort the rest of my team out because it's Well, not, well it's if you captain Davy Moali, you would have got a lot less. So. <laughs> yeah, sub sub 900 would have been dramas. Mate, let's yeah. move into let's move into games. We've talked enough yeah, shit. Yeah, let's do it. Dolphins 14 versus South 36. Ripped them a new asshole, really, didn't they? Like the South just – I mean, it was looking good at halftime, but they just absolutely decimated him in the second half. Latrell 121, yeah. Cody 106. Uh, Campbell Graham, 73, Moali, again, we've mentioned already, 54. Like, that, they, they were just way too good for the Dolphins in the second half, weren't they? 
Yeah, and they just sort of tied them out and, and chugged away. And, like, the the Rabbitohs probably just didn't grab their chances in the first half. But they still looked good. They still looked like a good footy team. And then, yeah, Dolphins sort of just let them go. And you just couldn't stop them. They were oh, – Latrell was great. Cody Walker was, was great. I ripped a little bit on people that went Latrell to uh, – sorry, Turbo to Latrell. Um, yeah. I didn't agree. I didn't agree with that trade during the week. Um, and I'm made to look a little bit silly now considering what Turbo got maybe 57 or something like that. Latrell got 70 more points, didn't he? So, yeah. Again, it's one of those hindsight Harry situations. So. But Latrell, how good it, is he? Like he did, oh, I mean, he didn't really need to do much, did he? And he got 121 and scored one try, set up a couple. Like easy game yeah. for him, isn't it? My wife, Captain Latrell, I heard about it. So I bet you did. I bet you did. Um, I my wife captain Nico Hines this week, so not not upset either. So you know what? Not too bad. They must be better than this than us at this. Maybe what we should do next week <laughs> is get them on the pod and just let them talk about what they're oh, going to do because they seem to be doing better us. She already writes my game notes, so. <laughs> <laughs> mate. Um, Dolphins, you and Aitken ninety one. So let me ask you this: you and Aitken or Jack Bird? Because they're both center wing to RF Jewel. They're both scoring relatively well. Who's your pick? Aiken. Okay, I'm going to go against you. I'll say Jack Bird. Yeah, just just for fun because it makes. Yeah, it I just think, I just think so. They're going to go through a uh, a change with the coach shortly. Um, yep. You don't know where Jack Bird's going to line up. You sort of know what you can get with Aiken in a in a like. Obviously, this week was was a good week for him. I think that you can probably expect that 50 to 60 every week. Like Jack Bird could easily just find himself in in the centers and not doing that work that he's been doing in the middle that he's been doing. So, Can we do a bolt about that Jack Bird will outscore you and Aitken from round eight onwards for the rest of the season? Yep. Beauty. Four-pack of bolter for the highest yep. scorer between I, now and then. What was our bet last week? Did we do one? Yeah, we did. We did. I'll look it up. It's fine. Yeah, have a look because I mean I make stupid bets all, all week, so I'm sure I've done I was another one with with whatever it was. I was pretty pretty confident. So yeah, if uh, if one of, one of the boys watching remember what was last week's, uh, I'd love to. Hear yeah, that. Robbie Stars on it. He's already witnessed, so he yeah. he knows he's he's on top of this shit. Hey, um, one question for you, Jeremy Marshall King. Is he is he an option for you at hooker? Now that. Harry Grant has failed. Yep. Is he a guy that you're going to bring in? I don't think it's because of that. Like, I'm not a guy that has Harry Grant, but I think that it's a guy, as a guy that has Robson and stuff, I'm disappointed. I'm looking for something to to play. I think Jerry Marshall King is a play. Yep. Don't you? Like, I'm looking to move from... 72 he got this week. So, sorry, yeah, I'm looking to move from Robson, not Harry Grant. But I tell you what, it's an easier downgrade for you. Like uh, Reid Marnie disappointed this week as well for all those people that have him. Maybe Jeremy Marshall King is the guy that finishes the second, you know, that second best bloke, your second hooker and somebody that you can play most weeks. Yeah, I I kept Reid Marnie this week and traded Harry Grant um, against all logic and it actually played out well. I ended up about four points ahead. So great from me. And obviously, I've ended up about 180k ahead too. Just, just real quickly, I've just had Mr. Callio call me, and you bet the Croco would finish 50 plus, and um, and I'm thirsty. Saw that, um, mate. I'll send the beers to your front door. 
Perfect. I will do it. I'm a man of my word. Uh, mate, I'll fill up your standard squeeze and we're uh, we're all good to go. You know what? I'll do you one better. We're currently okay. sitting at, from the Tarpany bet that we made, we're currently sitting at two. I'll just wait and you can send me a box in two weeks. Yeah, but what if what if I get two back? Then we're even. Then we're even. Cool. That's all right, fine. sweet. Let's but do that. So we'll, that, we'll continue I'm on. I'm that Your bets are terrible. You know, you know the best part is that a case – uh, you actually end up spending a lot less on a case than you do end up on four packs. So I, I could end up making this pack. That's, that's why I'm looking after you. Thanks, mate. Sometimes really it's not what you spend, you. it's what you save. Yeah, yeah. Typical car salesman chat that. <laughs> so, uh, um, mate, the busts, I don't want to mention it, but I'm going to because you've been a little bit yeah, of a cock this episode. Uh, Keon Kalama, <laughs> Tongi, 34. Yeah. How are you feeling? Um, I did. So I was, um, I was, what, how would I call it? Pre-game for the wedding. Uh, I did see Keon, uh, I did see Keon wander off. I'm not sure exactly what was, what was going on there, but I did see he didn't finish the, finish the game out. Um, look, if he's back next week, I'm still not concerned. He's going to have a really high break even as well. Um, but I've sort of got him as a keeper and I just don't see him making that origin team. So yeah, I think I'm just going to roll with the punches and probably keep on the Keon. Yeah, I don't, I don't know whether you need to panic sell because as soon as you panic sell, you lose cash. Like if you keep yeah. him and you hold on and you back the fact that you think he's a quality player, like there's no need to move and him he on. Is. You've, yeah, 100%. So I'm on board with that. Um, Harm Sele, 35, we mentioned he was a little bit of a flop in the guys that were you're looking at a downgrade for front row forward. I think he's about, what, 300, 310K. Um, yeah. Not a great option, not a bad one. Probably want a little Headed bit more on. than that. Jacob Host, didn't he score 50 as well? He 49, I think he got. Yeah. As a, as a bloke that, you know, you were sort of looking at at 320, um, oh, I was considering him as a downgrade option if I did actually get rid of Keon. Um, yeah, you'd be pretty happy this week if you got him in last week. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Host, I would consider probably the biggest winner out of the downgrade options this week. Yeah. So I, I think Jacob Host, you could probably look at. Um, but again, anybody else that we mentioned before, I didn't mention Jacob Host in there because he did okay, but the rest of them were a bit of a flop. So, um, mate, mid rangers guys that kind of floated around the mid range that I guess were a little bit chatty. Uh, Jermaine Asako and Hamisa Tabuifa, they both got 44. I bloody very happy about that, to be honest. Oof, as I'm owner. the happiest man in Australia as someone that's been fading them. Yep, especially with all the shit that we talked about him in the preseason. You know what? It's still scored fifteen more points than Taruva, though, so maybe <laughs> I shouldn't be. <laughs> uh, Raystone forty-five. Yeah, no, that's okay. I'm with you on this one. Raystone forty-five. Conley Lemuel forty-two. AJ fifty-six. Cam Murray fifty. I mean, there's not much going on in this game aside from the really big scorers that we've already mentioned. So we can probably move on to the next one, but. Um, you, you've mentioned here, do you think the Rabbitohs are the team that we thought the Roosters would be? That's actually a really interesting question. Yeah, like, uh, so, like, us and I'm sure many people watching, uh, you know, loaded up on, say, Tedesco, and then you've loaded up on on Brandon Smith, and then, you know, a lot of us started in with, you know, Sam Walker to start. All I'm saying is, like, maybe 
Cody Walker's doing that Sam Walker sort of sort of vibe that we've got. You know, you could pick up another guy like your um, your Campbell Graham's in there that's probably doing what we hoped that some of these that Roosters pack would be doing. And um, yeah, Latrell's definitely outscoring Teddy. I just think like there's there's easy comparisons to be made, and like if you want those premium options, maybe you could just be comfortable just adding those Rabbitohs because we stayed away with them because of that very ordinary draw. They're, they're nearly out of that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. I think the Rabbitohs are probably a play come round 10 or 11. I think if you look at the Rabbitohs' next three games, they've got New, uh, North Queensland, which is a nice matchup, but then they've got the two best defensive matchups in the in the league, which is the Panthers into the Broncos. So I think if you're going to go and pick up a Rabbitohs player now, you wait three weeks, realistically. Yeah. Um, I actually don't hate going super early on them. Like if you plan on keeping them, just making sure that they're not the blokes that are going to be playing Origin. So I wouldn't go early on the trail, uh, but I don't mind going a bit early on, say, your Cody Walker. I don't mind going a little bit early on some of these other blokes. If you've still got Adam Dewey and if you've got Matt Burton and you're looking to rage trade, I still don't hate Cody Walker. I hate Cody Walker. <laughs> I, I do. I'm talking from it. a super coach standpoint. I still hate it as a super coach standpoint from here. I, I, I yeah. still think that from here you've missed the boat on Cody Walker. He's going to be 700 plus K or very, very close to it. I think he's – no, he will be 700 plus K this week. So he had a break even of very, very low, close to zero. And yeah. um, he's got his 100, whatever it be. So he's definitely going to – be out of reach. Hundred and so he got hundred and six this weekend. He had a break even to zero, and his price at six sixty five. So there's a good chance that he's going to be up to mid seven hundreds next next round. There's no way you're picking up Cody Walker at mid seven hundreds when he is coming up against the Panthers into the Broncos into the Storm. The next three rounds are three best defensive teams in the competition. No fucking way am I picking him <laughs> up now. No chance. Absolutely none. So hey, you've you've got you've got a luxury trade coming. You just let me know what your luxury trade is. You've got Karaz money. Yeah, I've got. But also, I'm going, I don't care. I'm still going to Dylan Brown. I don't want Cody Walker. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. Yeah, I don't want to make too many bolter bets. I'm going to be bloody broke by the end of this podcast. But um, uh, I, I think Dylan Brown could outscore Cody Walker in the next three weeks. That's that's yep. the way that I'm approaching it from that from that perspective. As somebody that has him in that won't have Cody Walker. I'm praying and hoping with you. So let's yeah. Hey, but that was supposed to be a segue into the Roosters, not to continue on talking about the Rabbitohs. So Fuck Brandon Smith scored sixty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is that even exciting? I don't even have him in booms or busts, to be honest with you. I mean, Brandon Smith, the try that he got was, I mean, he got it by Bees Dick, didn't he? So I, yeah. I don't know whether I believe in the fact that he can repeat that every single week. And in saying that. It's not like he impressed across the park. It's not like he looked amazing. I mean, he he definitely looked better, and the Roosters looked better when he was on the park, but he's still only getting 50-odd minutes a game. So yeah. I don't know whether I can rely on him from a super coach perspective. And my concerning factor about the Roosters, and I think this covers most of the Roosters, not just Brandon Smith, is you've only got three people scoring above 50. So you've got Brandon Smith as one of the best of them. You've got Egan Butcher, and uh, you've got uh, Rhea Hargraves, who was a workhorse. Uh, you've got all your Sam Walkers scoring 30s. You've got Sua Leahy scoring 27. Um, yeah, there's just not – you've got Radley because he gets binned every week. Um, you've got Tedesco <laughs> scoring 40. You've got Kiri scoring 43. There's genuine concern that I just don't even want to be looking at Roosters players right now. 
Spot on. Spot on. I, I think that the Roosters will eventually come good, but you need to take a punt. It's going to be one of those things as a super coach person, as a super coach player, you're going to need to go, okay, I feel the Roosters are going to come good at this point. They're going to start to maybe show some signs that they might be okay. And then you go, all right, I'm going to take a punt on the Daniel Tupo or, or somebody like that where you go, all right, they're going to come good. Tupo's going to score off the back of the Roosters playing well, playing good footy. And you might get lucky. You might you might pick Tupo up at the week where the Roosters click and then they start going on a run. But it's it, there's plenty of warning signs at the moment, isn't there? There's a lot of warning signs and it's sort of warning me off uh, Joey Manu a little bit. Um, look, I can't wait for him to bottom out. Because uh, I think I'll jump on, but I just think that bottom out just keeps getting further and further away. He should have a bigger break even next week as well, right? So yes, I mean, he's got thirty three yeah, this 30. week. He's going to drop a hundred k this week or pretty close to it. He could probably, honestly, drop fifty k next week. Imagine picking up Joey Manu for five hundred and fifty k. Yeah, oh, that's insane. I'd be and same with Tedesco. Tedesco forty two. You could pick him up next week, week after for five hundred and fifty k as well. He's going to slip under five hundred k. Sorry, he's going to slip under six hundred k this week. Insane, for sure. But as somebody that added Nico Hines this week, were you happy? Yeah. Well, of course you would. Eighty one. Eighty one. Break even is zero. Isn't the man make seventy k? Yeah, he'll make 70K yeah. this week. I mean, he's going to be 970K. He's going to be harder to reach for a lot of people this week if you left him out. I actually have heard a few people left him out, like a few kind of content creators. And like, I'm just thinking, why? Like, that's insane to leave. I don't give a shit if he's playing bloody the best team in the world. I don't care. He's in my team. I, I made the mistake of fading him two weeks because of the buy. I'm 280 points behind or whatever it ends up being that I'm behind. Like you just got to grab the guy because you just know how good he is. Like he's just gone and signed a contract. And I remember there was mid, it was mid game and someone posted on Twitter. Uh, this is exactly the Nico Hines that you get when he signs a million dollar contract. And then he came out in the second half and he just decimated. He, he just decimated the Roosters, didn't he? So like, yeah, I don't know. You, you just can't fade the block. You've got to get him in. If you don't have him in your team, he should be hundred percent on next week. I've never had as many notifications on my phone as to when I posted my trades this week. I was copying some absolute shit banter about adding Nico Hines because I had to because I had to lose Marju. And it wasn't that I didn't want Marju in my team. It was that I felt I had to have Nico in my team. And you know what? It was the right call. It was a boost. It was to get Nico in and he's here to stay. Yep. Yeah. Oh, 100%. The, the thing is, Cleary and Nico, if Brad Fittler has half a brain, will be both playing Origin. So the issue is going to be you're going to have no halfback throughout Origin. And to be honest, I'm still not even bothered because you're going to end up with your best 13. It's not the same as scoring in previous years. So you can just fade the halfback position completely, not have to burn a trade, and you just enjoy the fact you've got the two best halves in the game. And you know know what? With blokes like Will Warbrick and AKP and these blokes punching out 60s every third or fourth week, you just hope that they do it on a on a buy round, don't you? I mean, makes sense. Especially, I mean, Will Warbrick, you look at the bloke, he's a built like a brick shit house. Like he's going to get over the line. He's gonna he's gonna play well. He's gonna play good footy. He's a good football player. Like it there's no and, need to move him on until he completely tops. And I feel like that could be close to five hundred K. And he's Jerome Hughes's side. Munster's gonna go away to Origin Camp. Jerome Hughes isn't. He's got that Kiwi accent. So, yeah, um, yeah he's still on that side. Um, 
Uh, Warbrick was somebody that I will, was looking to downgrade last week. And yeah, this week was just a gentle reminder that I just need to keep riding the wave. I'm okay to keep riding the wave through Origin. And um, yeah, I could just jag. He could jag 100 one of those weeks if he's playing. So. No doubt. No doubt. Um, but let's look completely. at some of these other Sharks players. Teague Wilton was 64. I'm not looking too much into, you know, your Braley. I know he scored 100. I know we're looking for some options at hooker. Um, I would w- be waiting a week there. Um, Mulatalo come away with the 60. I know there was a bit of chat there. He could be a guy that you look at for, um, yeah, for Karaz, if you're confident in the Sharks. I don't like it because I don't like the base. I will hopefully be looking towards, you know, a Manu or a Campbell Graham or someone like that. But, yeah, there is there is genuine options there. Yeah, don't hate Molotalo as a pod. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be looking in a different direction, I think. I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm the same as you. I'm looking for center wings with base stats. I'm not looking for center wings that are very heavily reliant on scoring stats, so I'll, I'll probably fade him. Um, Molotalo's only 4% owned. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind that. I'm, I'm probably – there's probably better options, I think. Oh, I mean, for me. For me personally, I had Molotalo last year and he scored as many 80s as he did 20s. So, I don't know. I'd rather somebody that will score a 40 or a 100 rather than an 80 or a 20. Yeah. Um, let me tell you who I am actually interested in that I think is a great pot option is Britton Nicara. He's got a 78 yes. break even. He scored 80-odd, so he's going to maintain his price. 736K. He's owned by 3% of teams at 4,000 teams. And yep. uh, he, Nico Hines back in this team. We know that the Sharks are a genuine contender. His scores are 46, 92, 81, 98, 54. And then what did he get this week? 81. 81. So, oh, 84. Yep. So, I mean, is there many better 2RF options in the competition right now than him when you look at stats alone? I'd probably no. argue there isn't. No. Do so, you think um do you think Teague Wilton has a bit better base though? Yes, but sixty-four. I, I mean, I'll just go and get Elias Katawa for a hundred K cheaper or a hundred yeah. or whatever. Like I I don't know. I, I feel like Teague Wilton's probably topped out in price. What's his break even? His break even is when my internet loads uh around the fifty or sixty mark, I think. Correct me if yeah. I'm wrong. My internet just doesn't want to load at the moment. Yeah, but yeah I don't know. actually, I, that's the that's the catch website. Fifty-four. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I traded him two weeks ago. Yeah, but chatting about Britain Nicara, are you really spending seven hundred and thirty k on Britain Nicara when there's other blokes out there? No, no, not at all. I'd rather go and get Joey Manu at six hundred k. That's yeah, like that's that's my option. But anyway, that I mean, look, there's so many, there's so many good options at the moment. Like it's it's insane that the amount of direction that we can go in, which is why I think that a lot of people really struggled this week with trades, because yeah. everyone's going, I could do literally 15 different things, and we said that the yeah. other week. We we could you could go in 15 different directions this week, and uh, it looks like a lot of people tried to find a downgrade and it backfired on them this week. So I mean, I'm glad personally that I didn't waste a boost on that. Um, but we'll see what this week looks like. Um, I think that we can step into the next game and Sea Eagles put on a bit of a masterclass. I'm going to have to let you talk about the ins and the outs of the game because I, of course, was at the wedding through these games. Um, but Daily Cherry Evans, punching out another 100, not something I saw coming. Yeah, no, Daily Cherry Evans apparently has gone into Broadway 
and he, and and he's asked Broadway whether he can uh, go in and do a bit of acting because uh, he's he's very good at it from what we've seen from the other night. And yeah. uh, I, look, I'm a DCE fan. I think he's a good player. He, actually, he's a quality player. He's obviously the Queensland yeah. halfback. But yeah. some of the flops, we'll call them, from an NBA world, were yeah. legit ridiculous. I have no, actually don't remember the last time I've seen such a bad flop in a game. Uh, he he milked the shit out of a couple of penalties, got a couple of penalties from it. It got the advantage from Manly. Honestly, probably won in the game, got in the momentum. Uh, but it was a it was a disgrace to the game. If I'm completely honest at watching this game, it was just a disgrace with with the way that he flopped in those games. He got a couple of penalties from him and got complete advantage from them. Barely barely hit from. I mean, I know that we should not be hitting halves late. I understand that, and I understand that a few people will probably defend him. But but it, it, if you go back and have a look, it was just a joke. So 104, good luck to him. Super coach wise, let's just talk about super coach. 104, great. You, you've done well picking him. But again, you're picking him in a position where you've got Cleary and Nico Hines that you probably need to have. So yeah. I'd be looking to get him out for one of those two pretty much ASAP. And the only other real boom for this game is William Warbrick, who got 65. I took the reserve off him um, because I had initially was picking him over Hopgood um, because obviously Hopgood, being named on the bench, I thought, yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fade him this week. Uh, I only ended up about maybe ten points less, so it's not the end of the world. But William Warbrick scored a try on the right wing. The rain didn't come through, so I blame the Bureau of Meteorology. Bloody <laughs> bastards out there who said that it was going to be raining and it didn't rain until about fifty minutes into the game. So thanks, thanks for that, Bomb. Those are the um, only booms for me. Yeah, look, I think you know you're getting what you paid for with Christian Welch. Um, Lachlan Croker scored a 62. Uh, great because I picked him up in draft, but yeah, not super coach relevant from this standpoint. Uh, what do you take of Turbo's 57 in a win? I'm happy with it, to be honest with you, with the, with the injury cloud that was floating above him in the lead up to the game when everyone said it was a hip pointer, they need to get a needle, and he needed to then get extra physio and all this kind of shit going on throughout the week. Like there was a lot of talk around Turbo potentially even missing the game. And uh, he came out and looked himself. He looked good. He passed the yep. eye test for me. Uh, didn't look hampered. Didn't look injury ridden. <coughs> so I feel like I'm more than happy with the 57 from Turbo, considering people were actually fading him, uh, thinking he was going to get sub 30. So I'll take it. I'll take 57 for sure, especially in a shit house week. If all my if all my players scored 57, I would have done much better this week. If, yeah, if you're scoring a 1300 week too, you might have been disappointed in a uh, in a score of 57. But he was probably one of your high scorers. So let's talk busts very quick because Tommy Eisenhuth, 19 points. He had the dual to RF center wing. He was a very popular center wing downgrade. I think people were preferring him over Croker. People were preferring him over Dunster uh, or Sean Russell. So you'd be disappointed with a 19, wouldn't you? Like it's, and that's the risk you play with getting a role player, that guy, a guy that comes off the bench or barely gets any time. Yeah. Look, and I, was, I wasn't expecting too much from him, to be honest. Um, you know, the 19's there. The 19 is maybe what I expected. Maybe I expected 30. But um, how about those guys that probably – that maybe held on to Pezzett instead of getting Nico? Well, I mean, they've got 28 points in the bank, really, don't you? Yeah, I mean, you're 60 yeah. points down, plus then all the Nico points from the last three weeks, and then also the fact that he's not really going to make much cash. So yep. you held on for pretty much no reason, which is disappointing. Yeah, you'd, so anybody you'd be disappointed. 
you made a little bit of money. Speaking of disappointments, I tell you somebody that's making me feel better than a couple of 38s from uh, Reed Marnie and Robson. How do you feel about Harry Grant, my friend? Mate, the fact I traded him out makes me feel brilliant. Um, this week, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I would have liked Reed Marnie to do a little bit more than he did this week. <laughs> but... I'm more than happy to bank the two, nearly 200K, the difference, 189K, I think it is, between Harry Grant and Reed Marnie. So 31 versus 37. So I scored six more points and saved 200K. Realistically, that's how it is. So, uh, and I'm, I can't give credit to anybody but the Supercoach Spy for this one. Uh, his deep dive for the SC playbook <coughs> made, me, made me think about this option, made me consider selling Grant instead of Reed Marnie, because that was the plan the whole time, was to sell Reed Marnie. Reed Marnie was always going to be the guy that goes for, for Nico Hines. And uh, I thought I'd go a different direction. I thought I'd go down from Harry Grant to Sonny Luke, which again was shit ass. But, I mean, look, at the end of the day, I'm still ahead based on those trades because uh, Harry Grant sucked, which was fantastic. Yeah. Didn't do too much. Um, yeah, hopefully he dropped some cash and we are getting him into, you know, just after that origin period, hopefully I can just fade him for, for all that time. I will be watching with closed eyes because he's still a really good footy player. But, yeah, this game was below mid for him. Yeah, no good. Tough game for him. Well, Elias Akatawa, 38 as well. Cam Munster, 39. People actually forked out a fair bit of cash to get him, unfortunately. So anybody who went above Dylan Brown, above Cody, oh, imagine if you went Munster instead of Walker. And you were tossing up the two. You, you've spent two hundred k or one hundred and fifty k to get about eighty less points. You'd, you'd be I think. Ropeable. I think what burns the most that I think if you added Munster this week at fullback, uh, my recommendation would have been to captain him, and it was so wrong. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. Munster at fullback, goodness me, like he could have been anything. Yeah. And goal kicking, like all signs talk to a big game this week. <laughs> it's funny. I just spoke to a few people about him goal kicking and they're like, actually, that's a negative because he will probably miss more than he gets. Um, so, yeah, tough, tough monster. But, yeah, at 39 means he's probably going to drop some cash, which is good for us non-owners because we might yeah. be able to pick him up a bit cheaper after Origin. So. Yeah, we'll and, see how that plays and speaking out. Speaking of those 39s, I know a lot of people on it, uh, has been have been adding Josh King over the last couple of weeks. I was sort of warding against it just because I just can't see him keeping on doing it. And it's just, if the storm are on song, I think that we can, we can see some of these guys, guys lift, uh, but we just haven't seen the best version of them this year yet. So. And I think we will eventually belly ache. We know is a good coach. He's, he's not going to fuck around too much. Like there's going to be some good football coming from them. And I think they're going to have to step up considering we know that Mel like when Melbourne are against the ropes, they play their best footy. So I think they're going to come out swinging over the next few weeks, especially leading into Origin, knowing they're not going to have Grant, they're not going to have Munster. So they're going to have to come and play some good footy in the next few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mate, let's move on. Last last game before we hit Saturday. Is that right? Um, no, this is the first no, game from Sunday. Sunday. This was First game Saturday. Yep. Shout out to the brewery I was at when uh, when this one come on. Uh, yeah, New Zealand 22 defeated defeated the Cowboys 14. Um, the Cowboys, how good's this golden draw? 
goodness me. I mean, the only guy I've got is Val Holmes, and he can get the yep. fuck out of my team very, very fucking yep. quickly. It's it's just one of those things where you think you look at such a quality player, and Val Holmes don't take nothing away from the bloke. He's <laughs> such a good player. Yeah, but, if he's listening. Yep. But honestly, no, I don't give a shit if he's listening or not. It's it's more a matter of us looking at the, the Cowboys draw and looking at the quality of the player that they have in their team. They've got Jason Taumalolo, they've got Ruben Cotter, they've got Val Holmes, they've got Murray Tuolangi, they've got like they've got such a good team. They're Jeremiah Nanai. These these guys, like they, they should be a top four team. But they're really, really struggling at the moment, and it's very disappointing. And and obviously, as a, as a as a logical football player or as a logical football follower, you think the Cowboys should go pretty well. They're just playing poor footy. So, I think from a super coach perspective, Ruben Cotter, eighty-one, he scored a try. I mean, he's not going to do that every week, is he? We said this about Wade Egan, though. So you just don't know what the next few weeks are going to look like. But yeah, I think if you um, have Ruben Cotter, but I think this could be a bit of a turning point. He's dropped in cash a little bit. Um, if you are looking for that pod play, but I'm just super cautious that the Cowboys have been ordinary and Origin's coming. Yeah, good point. Good point. He he should find some bench minutes in Origin. So uh, Adam Fennell <laughs> Blake, seventy nine. Uh, Josh Curran. Finally got his first start of the year with a 75. Murray Tuolungi is 73. And Sean Prime Johnson, 69. Just keeps going. Um, keeps going. I, I don't know whether you look at any of these guys now. Like either the SJ is way too priced out of the market at the moment. You can't grab him. And uh, I don't feel like Adam Fanua Blake's a guy I want to get in my team in front row forward. I don't want to spend 550K to get him. So I, I think there's better options. Yeah, what what is what's your thought about Josh Curran? I'm just looking now. I'm just seeing if he's dropped any uh, dropped any cash. Um, so he's dropped 85k. He's sub 500. He's got this start. If he gets another start, uh, does he become a genuine option? Because we know the quality of player that he is. If he keeps getting a start, yes. He he's a guy. Yeah. He's 483k. Like he's a 600k to RF. But For the, sure. The, but the thing is with him, we don't know what the coaching is going to do there. We don't know what Stacey Jones has planned. Like it's uh, sorry, not Stacey Jones, Webster um, has yep. planned. Like it, it's more a matter of if we start to see consistency with whether he's named in the starting lineup, I'll definitely look at him. But if he's not consistently lame there, I, I, there's no point. Uh, don't even look at him from there for, for me. Yeah. It's just, it's just a worry. Like, you know, he's that quality football player. Um he did find himself on the outs. I know Murata Niakore looked really good at the start. Jackson Ford has looked fantastic. Uh, but, yeah, if he can do one of those roles, like we've seen what Jackson Ford's been able to do. We've seen the quality, like how good Niakore looks. And you'd argue that Curran's a better football player maybe than both of those guys. If he comes in and starts firing, the Warriors will look good. Yeah, he's something that I'd look for. But he's got a break. He had a break even of 40, just got 75. He's going to get a price rise now. He's going to be hovering around that awkward 500K, isn't he? Yeah, it's a bit of an awkward price. I, I think you either want the Jackson Ford type price or you're just going to go premium, aren't you? Like there's not really much point in looking at a guy that's going to be around 500K. So That's what I've been doing. But um, CNK was disappointing. Yeah, bugger. Because he was a really good buy last week, wasn't he? He got 80-odd last week. Yeah, 99 this week. Yeah, he got 90-odd. Uh, Robson disappointed. Um, Jackson Ford disappointed. Val disappointed. Um, yeah, the game was a bit of a grind. Um, Tohu looked pretty good um, on his return with 63. Um, but, yeah, there's not too much. You know, Dallin Wateni-Zelezniak, 
I probably don't see him in too many teams anyway, but yeah, only scoring 21 was disappointing. Um, yeah, I just don't think there's, there's too much. It was just sort of one of those mid games. Um, everybody seemed to have scored mid and um, yeah, I'm trying not to take too much away from it apart from the fact that the Cowboys suck. So <laughs> good point. Good point. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on the Cowboys sucking. So I, I want to bail on my Cowboys players very, very quickly. His, um, his, I, I, I want to know your opinion on something. Yeah. Reese Robson, mm-hmm. 38. Um, he has been a little bit of a shining light. He has punched out those 70s, which I expected um, at times. I probably expected his bad scores to be those sort of early 50s rather than those 38s. I am a little bit disappointed, but I am looking around at the hookers and I'm not seeing too much I like. Um, would you ride uh, Robson through? Like I've, I've picked him for this draw. Hasn't worked out. Yeah, also we spoke about this last week, didn't we? Yeah. Like we, we said, like, you picked him for the draw. You could have ride the wave. Uh, I Look, I'm still kind of in that mind frame. I'm still in that mindset. I feel like he's got a 64 break even, so he's going to lose maybe about 20K this week. So that brings him around the 600K mark, roughly, right? Yeah. And But essentially, aside from that, he's got he's averaged 63 points per game. So that'll drop probably under 60, maybe low, uh, high 50s. Um, and then the Cowboys still have the Newcastle Knights. They've got then the Sharks and the Roosters. So that'll be two tough games. But then they've got the Dragons into the West Tigers, into the Eels, which leak a lot of points around the ruck, especially. I don't know. Like uh, I feel like you've got 11, 12, and 13 there and round eight out of the next six games where he could actually score quite well for you. I don't. Yep. I don't know whether I drop him this week. I feel like you'd probably see out the Newcastle Knights game and just go from there. So, so you see my shit eating grin right now. What's the difference between Reese Robson and Val Holmes for you? There isn't. I, I, I think selling Val Holmes would be a luxury trade. I yep. feel like cool. this week I would have traded him if Caraz was not out. That's that's yep. the difference for me. Uh, he was the first to go because it was luxury. It was like, yeah, I'm looking at my center wing and I've got a lot of cash there. I can I can drop one without really suffering too much. And Val Holmes with the worst of a best bunch. But now that Caraz is out, it makes it easier. I can hold Val for a week and, and go from there next week. So Yeah, cool. I really I really like that because I do feel like we've both been vagging Val out, but I also feel like we're both probably gonna carry him into next next week. Uh still has good base. Like his bad game was still a forty seven. Like yeah. it's not completely panic stations. Karaz scored yeah. a fifty-one the other the other week, and we're talking about him as if you know he's he's the Gandhi of the Bulldogs. So, yeah, I just I just don't think we need to hit panic stations just yet on all these guys. Um, the Cowboys have just been disappointing, and the Sunday night show is for initial reactions. So, hundred percent, hundred percent. We'll probably rethink it and trade out Val by around by, by Wednesday. But uh, yeah, stay tuned. Um, Damo, we'll, we'll ask some, we'll answer some questions very quickly before we move into the next section. But Damo's asked, was there a reason that uh, Brendan Hand started? So Brendan Hand started because Josh Hodgson was out with the flu, so that yeah. should be a one week thing. Uh, yeah. So if you're making any decisions off the back of the fact that Brendan Hands could potentially start long term, I don't know whether that happens. Nope. Uh, what else have we got? Um, yeah, Robbie Starr seems he's only happy with Fafita, which, to be fair, Fafita was pretty good, wasn't he? He looked busy. I know we're going to have a chat about that game, but, yeah, he was he was nearly best on park until uh, 
Reese Walsh hit the Jets. So. Mm, he, Reese Walsh was on like five points by the time it was about 30 minutes left and he just took off, didn't he? Yep. Uh, all right, so James Gowings asked, who do we swap Teddy for, Walsh or Turbo? Goodness me, you still got Teddy. That's 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 some serious so, persistence. So my concern here is that maybe you can't afford Walsh now. Tough, isn't it? I actually don't know whether I'd get Walsh now. No, I wouldn't. I'm wondering about when to. So I'm actually very, oh, how would I say this? I'm very harsh on Broncos Supercoach players. Um, I watch them and I just don't want them to disappoint me twice. Uh, so I'm actually thinking about when I'm going to get off Welsh rather than, you know, hopping on him. I would feel a lot more comfortable playing Turbo every week because we all know uh, one day Welsh, when he's sitting on five with, 30 minutes to go. One day, it hasn't happened yet. He's going to finish on 15. No doubt. No doubt. There's a game that is coming very soon, even next week, where he will get 20. And uh, everybody will get the shits about him and rage trade him out. It's what you get with Reese Walsh. It's what you're going to yeah. get with any guy like that with such a high upside and such a low base. And I don't mean to jump one question onto another because it's more just a comment. He is a... Uh, Robbie's just mentioned uh, he is a definite chance of origin. Uh, Ponga hasn't played very much. Uh, we don't know exactly what I know he's coming back. Um, but and I think that Queensland are that loyal team that might pick Ponga. But I tell you what, anything goes wrong. Reese Walsh has been probably the best fullback to start the year in the best team to start. The sure, year. if you're picking on form, you're picking him. End of story. Yep. But I feel like they're going to pick on loyalty, they're going to go with Ponga because they know he can do a job. And all they have to do is lose. All they have to lose is the first, you know, he's been playing five, eight. He's played what a game in three minutes. All he has to do is has a, have a little niggle. He's gone. All they have to do is lose the, lose the first game. And yeah, we're probably talking about Reese Welsh making his debut. Yeah. Good call. Mickey Dell. Co-host of the AFL podcast for Molten Fantasy Sports has asked us if Munster is worth getting in at his price. Are you no. sending him to the bin? Yeah, I'm sending him for 10. No, he's not. And I do understand that uh, he is a Melbourne player. But no, he's not worth getting at his price. He's about to leak a heap of cash, uh, which is great for everybody that doesn't own him. Uh, just wait and see. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Agreed. Definitely now that he hasn't hit his break even and, you know, he's going to drop some more cash. You just got to wait. So um, completely agree with that. Uh, Robbie Starr asks, when does Cook come good? I don't know. I don't know if he does. 
I, I said that we actually, we both agreed on this at the start of the season that we felt like Damian Cook would have a regression year. Um, he's getting yep. a little bit older now. There's a lot more uh, competition for his position. I, I don't know whether he averages more than 70 this year. As Lachlan Ilias has taken a bit more of the reins, uh, he's sort of needed less. I think he holds his position and everything, but uh, you know what? He's scoring 58s. He's probably still going to play Origin. I just don't see any upside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. I'm just looking at Damo's comment here. This is uh, this goes way back to when we were really young. So I don't know whether you remember um, the, the 12th man from Billy Birmingham. Yeah. Yeah, and yep. uh, we so we, when he used to send out those. Remember when you buy a KFC back in the day, and you yep. used to get the disc that uh, had the original like pronunciation of all the New Zealand All Black or the New Zealand Rugby League team names. And uh, Ray Warren says, "No, I don't know how to say it." Stacy Jones, bloody tongue twister. Yeah. So Damo's <laughs> Damo's popped that in the chat there. So appreciate that, Damo. Bloody tongue twister, like Stacy Jones. Um, when's Barnett due back? I think he's a couple of weeks off James Gowing. Um, at, at the most, I think he's very, very close. So, uh, that could honestly, but do you think that has implications for Jackson Ford? No, not with Nia Corey out. It just depends. We're still actually like, I know we're in, what are we round eight next week? And we're still actually waiting to see how this pack looks. So yeah, there is question marks. Crazy that we're nearly at round 10 and we still don't know what their forward pack rotation looks like. Oh, I'm still waiting for Nia Corey to have his breakout game. So <laughs> Tough, tough. Um, yeah, Robbie Starr said, whoever wins Supercoach this year, I'm accusing them of witchcraft, which is which is fair because, it, I mean, we've done all the logical options. We've, we've played Supercoach enough now to know what the, the right moves are. But again, the, the beauty of Supercoach is you can't predict what's going to happen. So... I think whoever wins this year, good on them because they've yeah. gone a different direction than all the content creators. They've gone a different direction to all the logical options and they're going to win and they're going to win 50K because of it. So good luck to them. I think we are a genuine chance of moving moving forward the way that we are. Like, you know, we've made good decisions. I'm looking at my team and I'm thinking it looks fantastic. You know, Carraz is going out because of injuries and everything like that. I think we're just going to keep moving on up as people add their hammers, as people add their Asakos, and they inevitably fail. They might not, and I might finish 30,000th. But I think that I'm making the right moves to move forward, and um, I think that's why you're listening to things like this to, you know, not just look at how many they scored last week and adding that guy, you know. Yeah, good shout. Good shout. Uh, Andrew said that Kaloma is out for six weeks, so he's a trade next week, Matty. So, cool. Um, yeah, Josh Curran, welcome. <laughs> Have a think about it over the next maybe 10 minutes or so and let us know at the end what you're thinking about a replacement for him because that could be an interesting I've got one. 40, I've got 1.4K to spend, so talk about luxury trades. Mate, you've got 650K to spend, though. There's a, there's a few good options there. So Yeah. Um, but before we move into the last four games, we'll hand over very quickly to Snap Fitness. Are you looking to make good on that New Year's resolution? Finding it hard to get into the gym due to not having anyone to look after the kids? Head on in and see Mark, Emma and the team at Snap Fitness Bendigo and Epsom for all your fitness needs. Both Epsom and Bendigo locations offer free child mining, which gives you the chance to head on in, get a workout done without worrying about the kids. All staff have working with children's checks and are super helpful with whatever your children need. 
Snap Fitness also offers a wide variety of classes such as strength and reformer Pilates, Tabata, strength classes, as well as one-on-one PT sessions. So head on in and say good day to the guys at either gym and tell them the Molten Boys sent you. Thank you to the team, Mark Emmer and the team over at Snap Fitness, Bendigo and Epsom over in country Victoria. We're, we're not in Victoria. We're in Sydney and uh, Brisbane. But uh, good old Mickey Dell over there doing uh, doing God's work in, in country Victoria and Bendigo. So uh, thanks to the guys over there for, for getting involved in the podcast, supporting the podcast. Mate, Mate he's like the Nico Hines of getting people on board. So. He's, a, he's a king, isn't he? Yeah, Mickey Dell. Uh, mate, next game. Newcastle and Penrith went to Golden Point. And everybody's a little bit up in arms about the way that this played out because they, they feel like they're Kansas City dudded uh, with – not oh. getting a run, not not getting a run, and not getting a crack at their own end. Uh, Sixteen fifteen, the Panthers clearly iced it. I mean, look at the end of the day. If you can't win the toss, I mean, tails never fails. Is that right? Also, like you know what, they still had to make it sixty meters in one set of six. Like, just stop them from getting there. I know that Nathan Cleary has a bit, a lot better range, and that's why they've been the best team. You know, for the last three years. He's the Iceman. Look, do does anyone really care if Newcastle loses? I don't. <laughs> I don't. I'll just, I'll just, I'm going to get a spray for that one, so there we go. <laughs> Mate, Nathan Cleary, 86, got a very, very nice upgrade. I think he had 57 oh. after the game and got upgraded to 86. So anybody who had him captain, the 40% of super coaches who had him captain are very, very happy about that one. Oh. Uh, Tyson Frizzell, 77. Isaiah Yo, 69. Brian Toto, 67. Kurt Mann, 67. So, I mean, look, if you still held on to Toto all this time, you'd be okay. You'd be, you'd be relatively yeah. happy about it. But aside from that, there's not really any other super coach options that are relevant in this game that you'd be happy with. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with Zach Hosking there at 62. I still have him. Um, yeah, I think we do get a little bit more of a price rise. But, yeah, he's starting to top out. And, yeah, it's time to look elsewhere, I think. Yeah, good shout. Good shout. Mate, the bust on this game, Dom Young, if you chased his 100 million or whatever it was that he scored that game and got four tries, he got 26 this week. So back down to earth. Pretty much break even, didn't he? Uh, I think he had yeah. like a zero break even or something. And I did, and I did get like some questions. It's like Zach, Dom Young just scored, and it was newer listeners and maybe newer to the game. Dom Young scored 140, and you didn't talk about him. This is the reason why. Yeah, hot and cold, hot and cold. Uh, Jack yep. Johns, the better brother of Cooper, he got 27. <laughs> Uh, I, I tell you who I'm super fucking shattered about is uh, Sonny Luke, 21. Um, yep. Sonia Taruva, 27. Isaac Tungo, who thinks he's playing left wing, he got 36 because he doesn't realize there's a player outside him. Um, so I, I don't think I've seen him pass the ball in about three weeks, old uh, uh, Tungo. Bit tough. Yeah, you'd be disappointed if you have him as well. Um, Mitch Kenny did the legwork in there at Hooker, which I just can't work out that rotation um, because he... Sonny Luke didn't play that many minutes, uh, which after being fantastic the week before, I know like they were trying to stop the Knights, but yeah, I just don't get it. It's frustrating. Very, very frustrating knowing that Sonny Luke is such a good attacking threat. He unlocks this Panthers team. You can just tell like when they're, when, when Sonny Luke is on the field, they're such a better attacking team. 
they just look threatening. They look like they're going to score some points. And then you bring Mitch Kenny back on the New South Wales bloody cup halfback or cup hooker, and they just everything slows down. They just look worse every single time was as it, soon as he comes on the field. It, it was you that messaged me that said uh, Mitch Kenny would be the seventh best hooker in New South Wales Cup this week. <laughs> Is that you? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was me. <laughs> uh, I, I don't take it back. I think it's still accurate. But um, yeah, no, I'm speaking look, it's of just... people that are better hookers than Mitch Kenny, Phoenix Crossland? Yeah, he's on my talking points. Oh, I don't know, but the, the problem is he's only now, he's uh, halfback or five eight, so you can't pick yep. him up at hooker. So That's it makes it a little bit tough for super coach. Do you still consider him though? Is he somebody that you still go and look at regardless? Well, I've got Katoa, and he's sitting there doing nothing. Hmm. Like Phoenix Crossland can do something. Like I'm not sure it's worth a trade at this point, but yeah, it's to look tough, at. isn't it? It's tough, isn't it? Because I mean, when you look at the five eight position, you're going okay. I want a primo. I want a Dylan Brown. I want a Cody Walker. I want a Cam Munster. And regardless of that, you don't want anybody else. There's nobody else as a primo option. So then you look at okay. I've got Isaiah Katoa sitting there as a bit of a plotter. You've got 39 this week. Could be worse. Do I have bigger issues in my team? I can guarantee you I do. So you just let Isaiah Katoa just be a plotter there for a bit. I mean, you've got Cleary and Hines if you're a competitive super coach player. In the halves. So you're not picking up Phoenix Crossland in the halves, are you? Yeah. I do wonder if you're one of these people that have sort of dodged that Colin Matangi news has thrown me now. But if you've dodged Carouse, dodge Colin Matangi and you're looking for a bloke that you could make a little bit of money out of, I think that you could look worse places than Phoenix Crossland. And that's probably where we've got to leave that. I actually yeah, don't think he's a fantastic player, but he's getting the opportunity. And yeah, he looked all right. So, yeah. Yeah, good shout. Mate, let's move on. Let's move on to the Gold Coast Titans versus the Broncos, mate. Your Broncos, 43 points on the Gold Coast, 26, 69 points in this game total, which was absolutely no surprise to me whatsoever. We knew that the total points was going over in this one. Walsh, 101. Reynolds, 91. Fafita, 82. Brian Kelly, 77. Payne Haas, 76. I mean, all the guys that you would expect to score well in this game. Any surprises for you in this one? Uh, Cam Pereira. Cam Pereira with the uh, with the sixty three. Um, I thought that we would be better around the end. Oh, he got that garbage time try, which I'm very happy about. Even though I didn't play him, like it's hard to be disappointed when you've got this guy, this cash cow on your bench. Yes, you didn't play him. Yes, you didn't score sixties. Yes, Taruva scored twenty seven. But the silver lining is we're going to get another price rise out of both Will Warbrick and AKP. But yeah, I just didn't see it coming. Not against, not against, you know the best team in the comp at the moment. I'd argue that Panthers are breathing down our neck, but yeah. Yep. Yep. Fair shot. Fair shot. Um, Isaac Farsal Miley, are we 20? So everyone is looking at this guy as the best front row forward downgrade for Stefano. <sighs> Honestly, I've kept Stefano and I've kept Tarpany and I've kept Christian Welch and I've kept all three of them in ro- my rotation. Uh, because I know that one of them has a buy for the next three rounds. So I'm thinking yep. if I just keep all of them, I've got a front row forward that I can play every single week. I don't have to play a guy like Davey Moali, which look, at the end of the day, it's kind of funny this week. I didn't need him, yeah. but um, I still feel a little bit better about having those three guys on rotation through front row forward this year. If, if you didn't expect this from Isaac Fa'asul Malahi, uh, then yeah, you're not watching the same game. Like this is exactly what I expected out of him. Yep. It's great that he's he, getting an opportunity. He was 200K. 
Good shout. Good shout. And 200K basement price, 20. It's, you yeah. paid, well, you, you got what you paid for. You paid for um, 14 or whatever you did. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And Tino Faso Maliawi, 43 this week. Definitely didn't get what you paid for for him. And uh, your boy, Katoni Staggs, got even less with 30 this week. I'm so glad so. I'm off that. Like, I, I, I can watch and enjoy Broncos games again. <laughs> it's been tough, hasn't it, as a Katoni Staggs owner? I've got him in draft. I drafted him. And I thought, oh, I'll take a punt on the guy with massive upside <coughs> and we'll just see how we go. And, I'll trade uh, you Suwali for him. You know what? I probably would. Yeah. Let's talk. We'll talk, about we'll talk after, after the show. Yep. <laughs> um, mate, next game, Canberra Raiders 20 versus the Dragons 14. How much of this game did you catch this afternoon? Because the first half was a bloody bore. Well, well, I had a multi on it, which made it a little bit more interesting. And uh, one of the try scorers got up. So I was hoping Jamal Fogarty scored at some stage for, for a big cash in. But, um, yeah, look, it was... I don't know if it was that both teams were bad or there was good defense in the first half, but I think I was right with the first option. Yeah, can I butt in? Both teams are bad. Yeah. Um, the only super coach relevant, or sorry, two super coach relevant players, I guess, in terms of booms were Tyrell Sloan got 86 somehow. Um, pops up in places you don't expect him to pop up. He's been okay, actually. Uh, every single week, I mean, he gets 86 one week and you get 20 the next. And this is the way that he's gone all season. Uh, Jack Bird, we talked about a lot last week, is a bit of a pot option, got 57 again. So, you, I mean, when we think about this, the popular center wing options this this week, Jack Bird would have been a great. He would have been stoked. He would have been your highest been scoring scorer. center wing. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so you could have done much worse with Jack Bird. And I like, I actually like him being on an edge because I feel like there's yep. more scoring opportunities on an edge there. Uh, and Ben Murdoch Masilla going from 70 minute edge man to straight into New South Wales Cups, a bit of a rough one. But uh, so he's out of the team. Uh, Michael Molo comes straight back in. So see you later, BMM. Um, busts for this game. Nick Kotrick's going to miss some time uh, on the wing, which means that maybe Jared Croker actually finds a little bit more time in this team. Because I think that the big question mark was does Jared Croker, when they're fully fit with their back five, stay in this team? The answer was probably no. Aside from the fact that they were sticking sentimental and going, I hope this guy gets a 300 games, let's just keep him in there. Um, I'd say he probably does now. I'd say Jared Croker probably stays in this team short term until Kotrick comes back. Yeah, I think Thoughts? so. And I think at 280K, um, 35 was pretty good. Pretty mid. You probably weren't playing him. You're probably just sitting there and you're getting a slow burn. If you need a downgrade option, you could probably do worse. Um, I'm kind of... I don't hate Sloan at the moment. Like, I know he's going to score 20 and I know he's going to score 100, but at least he's got 100 in him. Yeah, no, no, I'm definitely not bashing him. I, I, I think that anybody who can score close to 100 points is worth considering in Supercoach. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you get 100 and you get 10, you're averaging 55. So who gives a shit whether you average 55 getting consistent 50s or if you're averaging 55 getting 110 and 10. Yeah. So no. let me tell you who I'm, I'm not getting. In. Yeah, Toby Coachman, Hunt. Toby Couchman. Oh, that too. He can he can get out of he he can get out of Super Coach. He actually like everybody fell into the trap of getting Couchman, thinking he got he got fifty five minutes last week. He, he looked good. He got fifteen this week. So it's what you, you're trying to kind of outthink the room getting guys like this. I think. Um, 
Yeah, not an option. Not an option for me. I'll tell you who's also pissing me off. Joey Tarpany. 49. What's going on there? Look, I'm waiting for updates, but it's hard. Like, unless, like, I wish I got Haas, but I didn't have the money. I couldn't do anything else. I couldn't get Tino and I couldn't get Haas. When I see Tino scoring his scores, it's hard to knock Tarpany at the moment um, because, like, who has been good for front row forward? Like, no one. Like, I'm just, I wish I just spent less. I think, I wish I was just playing Stefano and Christian Welch and I just got another premium center wing or something because front row forwards are disappointing all around. I'm going to hold on to Tarpany because he's good enough to keep, but not good enough to, um, but not bad enough to trade away at the moment. But yeah, he's just been mid is how I would describe it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good shot. Very good shot. Um, Now I don't know whether you saw this or not, but Hudson Young, sorry, sorry. Uh, I mispronounced that Hudson at Okar. Did you did you see his his full field try? Because the guy looked like he was the quickest player in the NRL when he took that. No, nah, I, I was driving to my next event at this stage, so I uh, so I just missed it. Run me through it. No, he just he, he was open break, got the ball off an error, and just yeah. bolted, and no one could catch him. Not one error. person got anywhere near him. The guy was rapid. He was very very fast. You know, he makes those fast people look not fast, like off the longest. <laughs> yeah. Like that, yeah. that was, that was Hudson Young, Hudson at Okar. So, uh, I mean, this has no relevance to Supercoach, but it, uh, I thought it was very interesting that Hudson Young had some wheels on him. So, yeah. Um, and also, I guess the last talking point for this game is Jack DeBellin. Does he come into consideration soon, considering that he now is starting at lock? Um, I mean, he only got 40 odd, but is he someone we're starting to look at? Yeah, at some point he'll become a little bit of a play this year. Uh, I think that they're a better team with him at lock, and yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to see it. I'm just I'm trying to find his. I mean, so he scored 47 this week. It's not exactly amazing, is it? It's not the kind of stats that you want from a starting lock. Uh, I'm just trying to quickly get up his minutes um, before we before we move on to this final game. Uh, but I'm assuming he probably played close to 50 minutes, didn't he? Um, uh, yeah, I've got it here, actually. Here, give me a no, second. actually, no. He played 80 minutes. Yeah, right. He played the whole game. Wow, for only 47. He scored 67 in fantasy. So uh, I would say, oh, 50, 54 tackles. So I'd say he's going to update. Uh, there's actually no Maybe. doubt he will update. Um, so that'll be an interesting watch because I think Jack DeBellin playing 80 minutes at lock could get a little work done. You know what? I just spent that whole time looking for that, and I was actually in round 22, 2022, uh, watching them play the Dragons, and I was like, he played 58 minutes. What are you on about? But yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's carry you on. Probably I, was, played well back I, was, then. I was controller effing for Tarpany because I wanted to know his minutes because I wanted to know how disappointed I should be. But anyway, yeah, I'll, look, yeah. I'll look at that for Tuesday. Save that for later. Uh, Parramatta 30 versus the Bulldogs 4. They decimated the Bulldogs this afternoon. Tough, though, because those guys just keep getting injury after injury after injury. I mean, I feel for them. Oh, Jacob Carraz goes down with what looked like a really bad knee injury. I'm not sure whether it's ACL or MCL, so we'll keep an eye on that. I mean, I'm sure uh, the NRL physiometrics will let us know throughout the week how, how that's looking. Follow, follow my um, Twitter. Um, SE underscore matrix, isn't it? So. Yeah. Okay, follow along for, for updates. Um, 
It's tough, isn't it? Because, I mean, I think Jake Avarillo battled his way through that game as well. So they're going to be pretty decimated on their edges. Uh, we know that obviously Viliami Kikau's out for, I think, 10 to 14 weeks with surgery on uh, Torn Peck. So there's there's plenty of concerns for the Bulldogs here in this game. But um, Panasini got 96. And this was the difference between me beating Troy Vickers. I'm not sure whether Troy's watching right now live or not, but Troy uh, got me by about 50 points. And that was the difference between Hopgood versus Panasini. Uh, Panasini pulled out these, probably his best game he's ever played in 96, and Hopgood got about 50-odd. So congrats to Troy. <laughs> yep, he got me. He got me good. So well played, Troy. Um, I'll tell you who I'm looking at. Ryan Madison, 87. The guy just keeps continuing to deliver every single week. And I, if I can find a way to get him in this week, or maybe as an upgrade for Hopgood or someone like that, or an upgrade for Dory if I have enough cash. That That's the way I'm going. He's the only two RF that's not in my team that I really want. And um, this will be his third game next week, so he'll update after that in price, hey? Yeah, big time. I think his yep. break-even is about 60-odd again, 65 or something like that this yep. week. He held his cash. So he's looking in a really nice position to not only make some cash, but be an actual genuine point-scoring keeper yep. this week. So. Uh, Regan Campbell Gillard, I don't think he's an option at 80. I mean, he scored 86 this weekend, but I'd, he might find some origin time over the next few weeks. So, um, I don't know whether I'd like him there. He's probably spending a bit too much at front row forward. Um, Max King 69 has been a relatively popular front row forward if you end up fading yep. a guy like Tarpany or, or someone like that. So, I like that one. Uh, Clint Gutherson is somebody who I am looking at as a potentially a downgrade from Reese Walsh, who got 69. Um, Plays all three major buy rounds, as we know, from the Eels. But I, I, Gutho's been in everything. He's doing everything for this team. So I don't mind the Reese Walsh down to Gutho around that origin period. Yeah, I don't hate it. Um, I think the fact that these play the three major buy rounds, like I'm going to be carrying three or four Parramatta players through. I've already got deal bags. I've just got to work out who the next couple are going to be, uh, whether it be your Maddows. Um, I don't think Sean Lane will have dropped enough cash by then. Um, I'm going to really wait for him to bottom out. Um, but yeah, your Maddows, your Garthos, um, yeah, I've already got rid of Hopgood. Hey, maybe Brendan Hands comes through. Yeah. Oh, I don't mind that. Don't he mind score, it at all. He's cheap. Um, I've been disappointed with my 600k guys. Maybe you just go cheap. Maybe he's the guy that, uh, that we should have went instead of Sonny Luke. I can't, I think they looked better with Brendan Hands on there, but than they did with Hodgson. I've actually been disappointed in Hodgson. I think his service hasn't been fantastic. Um, I think he's missed a step. He's looking old. Um, hey, maybe it's time to move the torch on. Good old uh, no knees. No knees Hodgson. Nah, he's, no uh, knees Hodgson. He's, he's battling the old fella. But anyway, uh, full credit to him for still getting out there. He can do much more than I can. Um, the bus in this, Wayne. Uh, I, I, I love... And and note my sarcasm when I say this. I love the fact that Matt Dory came out and got five for me. I just love it so much because he's been sitting on my bench, not losing money for the last two weeks. And now he comes out and gets a five with a break even of 30 or 40. And now he ends up losing me 30K when I was looking to upgrade Dory to somebody decent. And now I'm probably not going to be able to reach that. So I just love that. I'd like to give a big shout out to Matt Dory and also to uh, Brad Arthur for that for that decision because that was really fantastic for my super coach team cool cool that's really respectful to the Parramatta eels hmm. I fucking i'm just it. glad i moved him on last week that's why i'm looking so chipper to jackson ford 
Yeah, well played. Well played. Hey, the someone I didn't move on, Jacob Carraz gets a six. He drops probably 90K. So he's going to yep. be a move next week. It looked like that was a pretty bad knee injury. Um, Jalil Nockenbohr, uh, 22. He, I mean, I don't know whether they persist with him. I, I feel like there's a couple of guys. Dwayne Casey could be a guy that comes in on the wing there. Um, they've got a couple of really good young options that could come in onto the wing. I don't think Ockenbohr is the option. I don't think it's a smart yep. option. They've been training him and playing him in the forwards all year. So why throw him on the wing now? He looked out of his depth. So I, I don't yep. think they'll do that next week. Um, Hayes Dunster and Sean Russell, very popular. Very options. disappointing too. Um, in a team that scored 32 against a decimated Bulldogs outfit, I expected more. Yep. Yeah, completely agree. That's why I was looking at Dunster or Russell, but I'm glad I faded both of them. 25-26 is not what you want. You'd rather go Dunster at 234K as opposed to Russell at 360K for the same score. Yeah. If I was trying to find some silver linings about the Bulldogs, it would probably be your Jacob Prestons, your Tavita Pangais, and your Alamotis. Um, like, Pangais come back, hasn't played all year, scored 47 in a team that got pumped by 30. Um 500, mid-price, juicy. Everybody else has been disappointing. Uh, won't play Origin. Is he a play? Does he become a play? Oh. I, he just sits there and he does Tavita Pangai Jr. things. He offloads. He does everything. Yes, I know that he's going to take someone's head off at some stage and he's going to be gone for four weeks. Can I, can I just say that you may as well just stop there? Because every single time I pick this bloke up, I've done it twice in my super coach career and both times within a fortnight, he's been suspended both times. And I will never, I'm telling you right now, I nearly did it last year, but he then went and got injured and then he got suspended off the back of his injury. He will go and get injured or suspended again. So there is no way in the world. And and you can take this to the bank, go and clip this or whoever. I mean, I'm the one that does the editing, but I'm (laughs) going to go and edit myself by saying this. I'm going to say that Tavita Pangai Jr. is not a pick. He's not a guy you want in your team. And there is a guarantee that he will either get injured or he will get suspended before origin. So it's round seven right now. Nah, mate, I'm <laughs> fucking broke as it is. So we can uh, we can leave that one. But I, I reckon that happens. I genuinely reckon yep. it happens. Um, but he got 47. So, I mean, there's a lot worse. But 550K for a 47, no thank you. No thank yep. you. I just, I just think, like, if you're looking at Jacob Preston at 60, um, Still promising signs, um, especially at the prices we've got him. If you held on to Alamotti, look, we probably expected 44s from, from a bloke that you paid 200k for, and you're pretty happy at this point. I'm just trying to find some silver linings because, uh, yeah, I don't want you, you know, you stand there at that bridge and you know you've got Matt Burton and Hayes Perham and you had a good two weeks at the start. You've added Karaz and he just scored six. You know what? There's some silver lining for the Doggies fans. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the last two things I guess to mention, a brass kite rate 32, uh, probably the week to sell him, really, that he gets benched. Yep. And Reed Marnie, 37. Um, <coughs> I mean, look, Reed Marnie, I think the last four weeks, he's got three scores under 50. So I, I, I don't know whether he's the right guy to be fading Harry Grant with. Uh, but again, is there anybody? Probably not. So, no. um, but disappointing. I just feel more confident playing him than a Sonny Luke or someone like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. Um, Sean Lane, I guess, is the last talking point here. He's dropping in price really nice. Uh, yep. He could be a guy that when we get to round 13, he could be at maybe 550, 500K, and uh, he could be a really that. nice pickup. Yep, could be a really nice pickup. Uh, Jacob Preston, 60. 
how do you feel about that, Matty? Because I know you didn't play him this week. Yeah, look, I'm disappointed that I didn't play him, but I'm really happy that that you know he scored 30, 30 odd last week. Um, you know what? I'm just really happy that he's back and he's a play for me. Good shout. Good shout. Mate, let, that's all eight games. Let's move on to your early trade thoughts because I think, you know, again, we're going to do an episode. I think it's going to be Wednesday this week based on what we have on this week. Yep. Um, but when we hop on Wednesday, we'll talk about our actual trades and the way that we've been thinking about things. But what are you thinking at the moment? So I have to move Karaz and I'm not really sure. Like my initial thoughts were Manu, but I've been disappointed in everything that I've seen from the Roosters. Um, look, I haven't done the calculations yet, but I'm going to work out what he is. Um, see, think about going a little early on him. Sounds like Keon is gone. Um, you know what? Maddo's looking really good. Um, I would be really happy looking at my team and seeing, you know, Maddo, seeing Fafida, um, seeing Jackson Ford, seeing Hosking, seeing Preston. I think a time's coming where I need to move Hosking, but right now I'm going to move Karaz and I'm probably going to go another premium center wing. Heck, I might even go Marju again. Um, I know that that sounds the most mid thing, but I genuinely think it was the right play to move Marju for me to get Nico in this week. And if he's the best option, I'm not scared to burn a trade on it, especially since as Karaz isn't going to do anything for me and I'm not confident playing Hayes Dunster. William Warbrick, AKP, or Taruva. I need, I need another premium option. Yeah, nice. Good thinking. At the moment, I'm thinking I'm going Dylan Brown uh, from Dewey. So I've got Dewey still sitting yep. there. He's not going to lose me cash this week. So I've gone Dewey to Brown. He's gone under his break even, which is good. I'll get him a bit cheaper this week. So I'm happy I left it a week. Uh, so I'm going to have to go Karaz down. I'm not quite sure whether I go to Transnickel Klockstad or I go to Tyrell Sloan. I, I I don't like Sloan. I don't I don't like him at all. But the fact that he's got an 82 this week means that's going to be in his rolling average for a couple of weeks. So I might be able to make a little bit of cash there. Um, I'm still not 100% on either of those choices right now. But Karaz needs to go down to somebody. I do also want Joey Manu. So we know that Joey Manu is going to bottom out in price in the next fortnight. So that's that's probably going to be an option. Um, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Did but you, Karaz is going to go. Can I ask a question? Did you hold, because uh, I've been busy, um, did you hold Garrick? Yes. Yeah, he's on my yep. bench. Cool. Yep. So, so I would be adding Garrick. And you know what? I might even. I think he's going to score more points than Joey Manu. That break even with the Titans, who just leaked 43 points, and the Tigers coming the next two weeks, Um yeah, maybe Garrick. You know, maybe I'm just so so. Fun fact as well: Garrick has scored a hundred plus in the last three games he's played the Tigers. So, yeah. okay, cool. Lock him in. If you don't have Garrick in your team, you need to have him this week. Okay. For sure. Um, so Karaz down to somebody that will free up two hundred k roughly. Yep. Because I need to find the k for Brown to Dewey. Um, and I also wouldn't mind freeing up some cash to go Dury up to somebody, whether that's a Jackson Ford. I still believe that Jackson Ford's a good enough player to score 50 plus. Um, so yep. he could be an okay option. But also I need to keep in mind that I'm going to need some, oh, I might be able to free up some cash to get Jeremy Marshall King in at some point at hooker, whether that's Reed Marnie down or actually it might end up being Reed Marnie up the way the JMK is playing. Um, or Sonny Luke, if he starts to come good in the next three, four weeks, it might be an upgrade option to JMK yep. throughout the throughout the buys. So that's my thing. I genuinely think you've probably got worse options than that just this second. So Oh for sure. You've got yeah, you've right. got you've got bigger issues. Sorry is too many gins. Uh you've got bigger issues than that. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's no, in the I, weeks. Yeah, I agree with you on that one for sure. All right, let's let's quickly tackle these questions before we hop off. Um, I did not expect this to go for an hour and a half. So. We never do, but it always does. James <laughs> Gowing, front row this week. Harris King Welch, very good position to be in, well mate. Played. Very nice. Robbie Starr saying Matto is juicy. I agree. Oh, in in oh, more man. than just the way that he looks in his supercoach scoring as well. We we know he looks He's good, ripped. but man's got some biceps on him. Um He's looking at Lane, though, from what the comments are saying, which which makes sense. I understand why you'd look at Lane. Lane's going down. Maddo's going up. So get the get the value while you can get it. Um, what else have we got? Dorian Cardi, equal, <laughs> equal Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's, that's why they were losing games at the start of the year. So. Yeah. People are saying trade Hopgood as well. Um, yeah. yeah, I understand that. I understand that point. I think he got saved this week by starting, but uh, I think he is a trade as well. What are we doing with Preston, Maddie? What are your thoughts? Because I think Preston's good enough to just hold with a 60 this week. Yeah, I'm just holding him. Um, I I do have big issues, but he's just scored 60. He had a break even of 16. Um, I think he can just keep making money at this point. Um, what is he? He's 500. He's going to go into, into what, 660. Um, yeah, look, if he, if he touches 700, like – if you can move from him to Sean Lane after Sean Lane loses a little bit of money, I don't think he's a hold all year, but I think that you have to keep him right now. Yeah. 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 I agree with you on that one, mate. What are your thoughts on Teddy and Manu this week? They're going to bottom out or they're getting very close to bottoming out. I'd probably give it another week considering they've dropped dramatic cash this week. And also um, considering how bad they've been, I just want to see a little bit more. I just want to see a, maybe a couple of weeks of a roll. Um, I'm going to add Manu by the time that Teddy drops out and he plays fullback anyway. Yep. But, yeah, I just wouldn't be doing it just yet. I know that I've – I said it in the notes, but, like, just having these discussions can talk me out of that. So, Good shout. Uh, Damien Carroll asks, Sawali, he's done with Sawali, and he, he's got 100K to play with. Who would you go up to? Um, oh, if you don't have Joey CK. Uh, um, yeah, Joey Manu. Yeah, I don't know. Suwali's probably dropped a bit of cash. I'm not sure that you have enough to go to um to go to Joey Manu there. Um, yeah, that's thrown a, a that's thrown a bit because he's always been that awkward price. He was sort of the same price as um as those blokes like. So Suwali hey, is 561k right now. Joey Manu will be around 615, 620. So he's got enough cash yeah. to go from Suwali to Manu. Um, again, like you probably that. want to see a little bit more from the Roosters, though, wouldn't you? So I, I don't know yeah, whether you go but to he's a Sharks from a Roosters, But he's gone from a Roosters player to a Roosters player. Like, you're disappointed in the Roosters. You can just continue to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, good, good call. I don't know whether people want to be disappointed, but anyway, that's that's fine. Uh, JMK is looking good. Karaz currently 729. Yeah, so James has mentioned Karaz is 729, Garrick 701. So the difference is Karaz is going to drop about 90k this week with his 6. He's got 110 break even, so he's going to drop some serious cash this week. So you're going to have to spend about 90 to get Karaz. Uh sorry, to get Garrick from Karaz. So that's a bit of a drama for people that don't have the cash, but um there there will be still some options this week. Um it, it, there's going to be plenty of different trades for Carraz out, I think, this week in centre wing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, there's, you've got a lot of cash sitting there with Carraz. I think that you can find the money to go Garrick. Um, I don't know if going Carraz to Garrick is boost-worthy um, because of the fact that Garrick could very well still drop cash this week. So, Good shout. 
Good shout, mate. I reckon that wraps us up. That I mean, hour and a half on the dot. Got through plenty of content. Talked about all eight games, um, guys. We, we will be back on Wednesday this week, so make sure to tune in on Wednesday uh, for what we would normally call Tin List Tuesday. We're gonna have to come up with another name, Maddie, between now and then. I think for Wednesday, um, we'll, we'll come up with something though. We're pretty good with that. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll find something. Go to thesaurus.com. We'll, we'll find something for you. Um, but guys, thanks for dropping all your questions. If you drop any questions and you're watching delayed or not watching us live, we will get back to you via text in the next couple of days. Otherwise, thanks for hopping on. Make sure, lastly, if you if you haven't hit subscribe yet, please hit subscribe. If you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever it is that you get your audio podcasts, hit the follow button and give us a review. It's the only way we can reach more people. We really appreciate the support. Otherwise, Plenty more Supercoach to come this week. Thank you for listening. Guys, you've been listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast, and we will see you on Wednesday. Catch you later. Thanks, guys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 